We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Detroit Lions 53-man roster part two. And we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball today and special teams. All in episode 190 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. DJ Hawkins, they did it, they tied it, they're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Europe, all right, and we are back for part two of our Detroit Lions 53-man roster. We're going to break down the defense side of the ball and special teams. Enjoy. Okay. Let's get to this defensive line now. So on the defensive line, you got Michael Brockers, Aline McNeil, Deshaun Hand, Nick Williams, Levi Enrique, John Penasini, Kevin Strong. Start off with you, Pierre. Any shock here? Not a shock, but like we didn't see much from Penasini. Seems like the Lions liked what they saw from him in camp. So he made the roster the rest. Not really a shock. Even Penasini, he's a talented kid, so they want that backup nose tackle because that's what he pretty much is. Yeah. And he was pretty good in his rookie year. <clears throat> yeah. It's a solid production. Yeah, I mean, overall, like, all these guys were, I would say, expected. I think we had some conflicting thoughts maybe after um, after the Steelers game when, like, Nick Williams was hurt and coming off COVID. We thought maybe he could be one of those guys that was out the doors. Penicene just yeah. wasn't really playing. We thought maybe one of these young guys like Bruce Hector or – you know, I threw out the scenario. Miles Brown steps in, big 61. 61. 61. <laughs> you know, maybe he steps <laughs> up for another game. Maybe he makes it a little interesting, but just didn't really have a great game versus the Colts. So I think this was the expected group going into the season. Like, if we were to predict probably all the way back in like May or June, this would probably be the seven guys we would predict right now. Probably. And we thought, yeah. you know, with the injuries, maybe those guys could make it a little interesting. But you know, I think those guys proved that they're probably not 53-man roster ready right now. And 
you know, those guys are maybe more developmental pieces on the practice squad, and maybe one day they could be special pieces for the Lions going forward. We'll see. Then you but, also don't forget, Deshaun Cornell's on suspended list. He could come back week four, I believe. Four, yep. He's suspended for the first three games, so he doesn't yeah. count the roster right now. But, so, wow. How many guys we have on the um, defensive line right now? You have seven, but, like, seven? say you have an injury week three, hopefully not, knock on wood. Like, yeah, week four, so Cornell comes back. Okay. I want to talk about a guy real quickly because this guy's starting to slowly become a great story right now. That's Kevin Strong, man. Kevin Strong yes. is coming to a, a mm. story, man. Uh, a kid from a small school, didn't really have much of a shot. This is now his third year in the NFL, guys. Like, that is yeah. insane. And I thought, you know, maybe with the new regime coming in, I didn't know what his chances were going to be with Kevin Strong making this team. But this guy comes in. I, I think even on the inside the den little episode, he kind of stepped in for a little more as a, a leader. You know, you saw he had, he was he was mic'd up for that game. I think he's coming yeah. a little more on this leader on the defensive line, more in defense in general. So I mean, kudos to Kevin Strong, man, phenomenal story. Very happy for him. He really earned his roster this year because he sure. played his ass off in the. Could, could you say he had a strong preseason? <laughs> Please stay ass out of here with that. <laughs> Yo. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, man, because Kevin Strong was a guy who I used to joke about, like, like PFF gave him what score? Like, I used to joke about it, like, what, what, a 90, 90 doing what? what, what 90? <laughs> Remember those days? Like, you'd be like, he, he got a 90? How the hell did he get a 90? He still didn't deserve that 90, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, like, we used to make fun of this guy. Um, but look at him, man. I'm, I mean, like, if you look at a preseason performance on the defensive line, Stands out, he probably was the best guy. Not 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 taking it from Aline because if you watched Aline McNeil, he was being double teamed every single play. The rook, which was crazy. As a rookie, he was getting double teamed every single play. Yeah. So that's I mean, but as far as like standouts, like from the from the eye test, Kevin Strong, like hands down, was the best defensive lineman on our team in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing with Aline too: you double team Aline McNeil. It opens up the, the edges for Flowers and O'Clara, and then whoever's inside, whether it's Brackers, Williams, Hand, Levi. Yeah, I'm not sure they're game planning, and that's why he did. It was crazy because like right. every single play was a center and a guard. Center, he he saw the center and guard every single play. Yep. He's a big fucker, we, we, <laughs> bro. We said that when we drafted him. Like he's he's gonna be what you wanted. I mean, he's gonna be what like Snacks was for you. You know, his first year. I'm not gonna say the same production, but like. He's going to be a guy that's going to eat those tackles. They call him a disruptor. And then he's going to free up, like Pierre said, you know, whoever's next to him in the three-tick, if that's Unzerike, if that's Williams, if that's Han, Brockers, whoever it may be, or your edge rushers, your Flowers, your Romeo, your Austin Bryant, Julian Acquire, whoever, whoever's on the field. That's yeah. what McNeil's going to do. He's going to be a disruptor. He's going to eat the blocks. He's never going to show up on the stat sheet, but he's going to be a big fucker. He's going to, he's going to make some disruption. So, and um, like, the opposite with Snacks, though, he could also, like, he's a three-down player, in my opinion. Snacks was a two-down player. McNeil could rush the passer. Yeah, yeah he could rush the passer. Yeah. Let, me guys ask you, let me ask you a really cool question regarding the defensive line, like, as far as, like, the starters, the projected starters. Because um, we have a Lee McNeil. We know he's going to be the nose tackle. We have Michael Brockers going to be, you know, defensive end. And then you have South Nick team. Williams. They, you know, they're projecting Nick Williams to be the starter. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that lineup? Like, where do you see a Leem? As far as his role on the, the defensive line, he's just starting nose tackle. Not, no, I mean Levi. I'm sorry, Levi. Um, I think well, like he was dealing with a back injury. I think Levi will slowly take a job away from Nick Williams. I from Nick Williams, that. I agree with that. Yeah, 
Okay, so, so you, you see him like, like mid-season, mid-season. As yeah, long as Enrique is healthy, he's progressing. Yeah. Yeah, or if he like just goes off, like just tears it apart. Let's say in week one or week two. I can see him week three or week four starting. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. I think I think something to mention with this group as well. Um, Deshaun Hand is also a guy that's been kind of rumored to be on on IR right now, so that should yeah. also be a roster spot. So. Don't think the Lions will be adding anyone else to the defensive line. That'd be a little bit of a surprise if they promote anyone from the practice squad or if they sign somebody. So I think going into week one, it'll probably be six guys. So Brockers, McNeil, Williams, Enrique, Penasini, Strong. So, but that, and that's fine as well because seven's a lot too. So you're not going to activate all these guys on game day. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Let's go into outside linebackers slash edges, whatever the hell you want to call them. So we got Trey Flowers, we got Romeo Aquara, we got Julian Aquara, got Austin Bryan, and Charles Harris ended up making this 53-man roster. So let's start off with you, Malcolm. Charles Harris made the 53-man roster. What's your thoughts? Kudos to him, man. And he was one of those guys who I wasn't 100% sure if he was going to be able to get in just because of, you know – I guess like the 53 man roster, like it, it, it are they going to keep that many um, outside linebackers? But, but, but he he deserves it, man. He he had a really strong camp, really good preseason, and um he's a good guy that you know he's going to be a really solid death piece for that um that those, those edge rushers. Right. Yeah, I think but, it's going to be it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to just say uh, like that guy who I'm really 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 surprised for and and happy. Is, is awesome, Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a guy who I didn't before we went into camp, I said that he needed to stay healthy to stay to save his job. And he ended because up I, on Publis the first week. <laughs> ended up on Publis the first week. You know, I gave him hell. I was like, yo, what is he, like what why? Why are you on the Publis? You shouldn't be here because he, you wanna be on the, you wanna be on this team. And he came out and he bought out all three preseason games. So yeah. kudos to him, man. Um, I think it's going to be interesting now because we mentioned our, our last green room if, you know, Julian Aquara is still really raw right now. And what is his role going to be year one? Or at least just going into the first couple of weeks, what's his role going to be into the first couple of weeks? So we, we were thinking maybe do you carry both Harris and Bryant just to maybe give a little more patience with Julian Aquara, let him develop on the practice, you know, not on the practice squad, but on, you know, in practice instead of game days. So it's going to be interesting maybe if Aquara is one of those healthy scratches for the first couple games or just the first game in general. We'll take it week by week. But I think that's going to be interesting to monitor uh, with this with this outside linebackers because I don't see where you activate all five guys in game day. That just seems kind of meaningless to me, honestly, because that's just too many. You don't need five guys on game day. So we'll see if it's Aquara or they end up making it Harris or Bryant. But I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting between Harris and Aqu- uh, Julian Aquara. Yeah. Um, so at first I had Charles Harris, and then I heard Campbell speak highly of him. Then I was like, all right, I'll, I don't want to take him out, but I said, I'll have Brian in my next production. And then the game came, and Harris and Brian both balled out. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm, they're both going to make the team because this is cliche, but you can never have too many pass rushers on your football team. Oh, you that can. is true. That I mean, yeah. True. One of these guys goes down. You want one of these guys to step up. And you know, you have some injury history a lot with this edge rusher group and these outside linebackers. Got Flowers, who's missed some games. Julian missed some games last year. We don't need to talk about Austin Bryant, but he's missed a lot of games, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's been some injury histories within this group. So, like, the only guy who's been proven to stay healthy is Romeo Aquara. 
So, right. you know, you can never have enough assurance as well. So Charles Harris, you know, it'd been interesting if he, if he ended up hitting the waiver claims if someone claimed him, because you mentioned it, it's hard to get edge rushers. And when you kind of have them, you kind of got to stick with them. Right. Harris would have been a vested veteran by the way, but yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. He would have been released. And Julian, been Austin, Brian, if they were released, they would have been subject to waivers. Julian would have been picked up immediately just for his raw talent. Probably. Um, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just for the raw talent alone. This is Luke Rosa of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. Being a Lions fan isn't always the easiest. But hey, you know who has it just as bad as us? The Browns. On Blue Wire's new podcast, Brownstown, Cleveland sports broadcaster and long live fan Andre Knott dives deep into the dog pound to explain how a franchise can suck for so long in a league designed for parody. If tragedy plus times equals comedy, the Browns are gut-blessing hilarious. Hear from the famous and infamous voices of Cleveland Browns like Jim Donovan, Brady Quinn, Tim Couch, Romeo Cannell, Josh Cripps, TJ Ward, Phil Savage, and many, many more. The fans themselves explain what it's like to sit through the worst bits of Brown history. Make sure to tune in to Brownstown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, yeah. well, let's go into inside linebackers. We got Jamie Collins, Alex Anzalone, Derek Barnes, <laughs> and Anthony Pittman, Wayne State University. Uh, yes, sir. That's a Pierce uh, school as well. So Anthony Pittman making this team. Other four we expected, but real quickly on Pittman, you put him in your last predictions, Pierce. So I, I'm yeah. assuming not too much surprise for you. But no. uh, the story of July and Tavai. We're not going to celebrate here because we're respectful people, but Jelani Tavai has been released by the Detroit Lions. And do you guys know where Jelani Tavai is signed? Um, Could you the, take a guess? 
the uh the um, the, 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 the uh, I'll say the the Kansas City Chiefs. What's that one team in Boston called again? Like they won a couple of Super Bowls. Celtics. Oh, wait, we said Super Bowls. Oh. I'm gonna say the the Patriots. The, the, the rocket ship moon team. <laughs> the, okay. Well, uh, cut yeah. the bullshit. He went all to the right. New England. All right. All jokes aside. Yeah, <laughs> bro, they're about to ask him to get that weight back on. So he worked all his ass off getting that weight off. He's about to put that weight back on. That's ridic- that ridiculous. They're going to say, hey, you like some in and out You like some, <laughs> you like some Jack in the Box? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that. No, they don't have that at the East Coast. <laughs> oh, is that just a West Coast thing? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay. Uh, forget about the. The McChickens will get the job done. <laughs> no I wonder, I wonder how he feels about that. Oh, that's, that's he's tough. going to a place where he's wanted, right? He knows Patricia. Patricia wanted him. They they drafted him. So he's going to a place, and the New England Patriots had an interest in him pre-draft as well. So he's going to a place where he's wanted. I, I mean, I know, like, you don't feel bad for him, but, like, I mean, the coaching staff, like, this new coaching staff probably put him through hell. Like, oh, you got to lose some weight. Maybe you got some speed in you. They yeah. gave him every chance to make the roster. They literally did. They even praised him. They're like, we think this guy could be good. They, they tried everything with him. Try to put some confidence into him. But yeah. then, yeah, they tried. Uh, but now he's just going back to his previous system, just where he has to put all that weight back on. Ah, yeah. man. I, I know he's probably, like, inside he's like, man, because I, I heard he was running, like, four or five miles per day. Yeah, and now so he's that way back on. Most likely, I mean that's just the system they run in New England. Like, yeah, they like can't big, get a, they got like big linebackers. You can't get away with what he was at right now in Detroit. Wow. Yeah. What? Uh, Tavai, Jelani Tavai. That's the last you'll ever see him in a Detroit uniform. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. No, okay. I mean, there is no hopefully. He's gone, guys. He's not coming back. He's. Done. I mean, shit, shit. We brought back Dan Skipper. I think anything is possible at this moment. <laughs> If you could bring back Dan Skipper, <laughs> anything is possible. And one thing I don't like, too, is a lot of people are compared to Kyle Van Noy. Van Noy was athletic, dude. Like, Tavai has no athleticism to Calvin, his team. So. Calvin Noy? Who the hell compared no, to like, Calvin a lot Noy? Of, like, people are saying, oh, they went to the Patriots, and this guy's going to be a star for the Patriots or whatever. Remember Kyle Van Noy was kind of like that? Cal, Calvin Noy, this was his downfall in Detroit. He was he, he was drafted. He was a, a, a 3-4 linebacker. He wasn't a scheme fit. And I exactly. He wasn't a scheme fit. But yeah, they was like was. maybe, maybe they could um because what's his name was also was in a scheme fit for who's your line, that linebacker from Minnesota that you always like, Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr, yeah. Anthony yeah. Barr, he's not he's not technically you know he came out of college as a three four linebacker as well. So but they put Minnesota him inside knows, and it yeah. worked out. It worked out. You know. Yeah, they know how to so use him. So it didn't work out in Detroit. <clears throat> it wasn't a scheme fit. So that but Tavai yeah. is just. No, like people think like Belichick's gonna develop him into a starter. Like, right? Well, people people feel like that with anybody. Oh yeah, when they goes when you have a Detroit Lions player and it goes somewhere else, they become stars. Especially New England, because Bill Belichick's known for making players that are what they call water out of wine. Is that is that that the cliche they use in New England? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean. uh, I if mean, he does, I, man, more power to him, man. I don't, I don't hate the guy. I mean, he oh, just. I mean, it's, it's just, it's not his fault. He already got drafted. It wasn't blame, his fault. Bob that's what I tell, I tell people all the time. You, you blame Pencilhead and Bobby. Yeah, blame Bob yeah. Quinn and Patricia. That's not on July to buy. Like he got drafted at his spot. Was he gonna say no? I don't want to play there. Like that's right. not gonna happen. Like, <clears> yeah, probably no. shocked the hell out of him too. He probably wasn't even watching TV at that time. Yeah, he probably was ready for day three. He probably was. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> oh, okay, shit. but I mean, 
I don't know, man. All right, enough with Tavai. Enough with Tavai. Anthony Pittman makes the team over July to buy. Yeah, do you guys no. think Pittman, do you guys think Pittman sticks around like at least for the week one initial roster? Um, he was good on special teams, and he also like showed like the last week he showed like he could tackle too. Like he showed some potential. Was that the last game where he like literally hammered a dude? Yep. Yep. The he course. showed a little speed too. Like he showed some potential. I think Moy's going to start more off special teams, and he's like a, a emergency linebacker if you want to say that. Yeah, Pittman, he changed his position too because in the previous yeah. regime, he was more of an outside linebacker, more of an edge guy, and now they moved him more inside. And I remember even Pittman said himself, like, he just feels more natural at the inside more than the outside. So, and, and I think it showed. I think his game looked better in the inside. I'm not going to say he looked like a major better player than what we've seen out of him in the past, but I think he looked better in his, his new role on the inside. I think he's more of a natural inside linebacker, and he proved that. So, you know, kudos to Anthony Pittman for making the team. Hometown kid from, uh, he went to Wayne State University. I don't remember what high school he went to, but yeah, hometown kid. So Birmingham yeah. Groves, I believe. Okay, yeah. So that, I mean, that's obviously got to be just, I think he even said it himself, like, he, it just still such a disbelief when he puts that Lions uniform on. Like, it's such an honor for him because obviously that's a team he probably grew up watching and now he plays for them. Like, that's just unbelievable. So, You're repping your city. Like, you can't yeah. meet that as an athlete when you rep your city. Like you always repping your shit, but when you're repping your city on a jersey too, yeah. When you're you playing for your that. hometown, man, yeah, in the NFL, the highest that. level, that's that's some that's king awesome, shit right there. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, just in general, playing NFL is awesome, but when you're playing for your hometown, your hometown team, team that you grew up watching, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's so. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, man. I as far as like this Ross, like Anthony Pittman making the team, I'm a little shocked. Just a little. I was too. I didn't put him on my last one. I put him in the one before, but I didn't put him on my last one either. And it's not. It's not knock on Anthony. You know, it's not knock on him. I think he he had a solid camp, and I think he played well. I just, I I, I didn't expect him to take five inside linebackers. I I thought they would take five. I thought maybe you just get another guy from a different organization. Honestly, you thought it was gonna be another guy. I, I thought they were, I thought they were gonna use a claim. I, yeah, I honestly thought it was gonna be four. I thought it was gonna be. The, the Jamie um, ends alone. Barnes and Maven. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't have him in mind. But kudos to him, man. He had a strong camp. Yeah. So you, that's that's like really like if you do that with the linebackers, that's really like I told Tyler we were recording the show too. The Lions just didn't have another linebacker and I had to make it because there was like no depth. Like you're only rolling with Reeves Maven because Barnes is gonna see some play too. Reeves Maven as like your backup. You need depth. So yeah. So. They decided to keep five, and they decided to make it Pittman because they didn't claim any linebackers. So it seems like Pittman's going to be here for at least a little bit, you know, at least going into week one. And we'll see what, you know, his role ends up being in the season if he's a guy that they're going to, you know, treasure and try to keep in the roster. Or, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So Pittman's on the on the 53 going into the season, though, right now. So congratulations, Anthony Pittman. All right. Yep. Let's talk about the corners, man. This is a young youth a lot of youth here in this uh, position right here at the cornerback position. So you got Jeff Akuda, Amani Oroye, Ifatu Malafanwu, AJ Parker, Bobby Price, Jerry Jacobs. So two undrafted free agents from this class. Brad Holmes's undrafted free agent class make the 53-man roster. AJ Parker and Jeff Akuda's buddy, J- Jerry Jacobs, kind of took him under his wing in camp, and he ends up making the 53-man roster. So I'm going to start off with you, Malcolm, man. Um, AJ Parker, we expected that, but Jerry Jacobs making the 53 men roster, 
Did not expect that at all. Yeah. I didn't, expect, I didn't even see this coming. Did any guys have him in year um, 53? No. Nope. No, but like I see what the Lions are doing, though. Like Mike Ford is going to be a free agent next year. Like we probably won't bring him back. So let's throw with the young guys. And like the early reports out of camp was Jerry Jacobs and AJ Parker. Those two kids have just been like outstanding, like for for undrafted kids. Yeah. So the Lions were like, you know what? Let's focus on because this year's a rebuilding year. Let's focus on developing these young guys versus keeping a Mike Ford who probably won't be here next year. The thing that just be scary to me, like, what if we suffer like enough injuries that these guys actually have to play? No, they'll happen. play. They that they, they are. No, 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 no. I mean, like, like, like really play, <laughs> like, yeah, like play, play. I mean, like, AJ like starting play. AJ no, Parker's gonna start. Parker, no, Parker. I, I'm Parker. He I think showed, that's more about Bobby Price and Jerry Jacobs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Parker, Parker showed he can play. Um, in his preseason, like he played phenomenal in the yeah. preseason. So I'm not AJ Parker. It, he looked like he's gonna be one of those. Undrafted guys that look like maybe a steal that you go we're gonna talk about down the line like wow this guy was actual steal you know yeah but possible the, the guys I'm I'm concerned about is 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 the Jacobs and and Price Price is more special teams he's like your starting gunner I know but what I'm saying is like like how scary it is if they they're like play corner really have to play like like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> like oh shit um Amani and if he's out um we have to play. Even Iffy, man. Like, Iffy was supposed to be in the developmental piece as well. But, like, bro, the thing with Iffy, though, he's exceeded my expectations already. Yeah. Like, he's looked a lot better than I thought he would. Yeah. Yeah, we're really, we're, yeah, we're really young at corner. It's a bit concerning. Like, this is the, I'll say out of the defense, this is, I would say, is the weak link right now, which is crazy because it's supposed to be our strength, according to Pencilhead. Um <laughs> Yeah, I look at this as the as our as our weak link right now. Um it's a secondary right now with the, the corners and but I I'll, I'll say this, there's a chance that we could be good. And the reason why I say that is because we might have something that we haven't seen since Pencilhead got here, which is a pass rush. That's yeah. So we're able to put too, pressure on a quarterback. Yeah. We're able to put pressure on a quarterback, maybe our corners are able to look better. You know, yeah. so let's 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 see what happens when you have young dbs too they're gonna make mistakes you just want to see them correct them and no person better for the job than uh ag aaron glenn and aubrey plaza they both worked with the young saints guns they work with the young rams guys um pleasant took jalen ramsey's game to the next level which was unreal so it'll be fun to see what they can do with these young guys and pleasant i think if you want to say right now is the most important coach on detroit's roster it's probably glenn and pleasant like assistant wise yeah, because all the other guys, you got good posi- you got good veterans at each position. Yeah. With this one, yeah. it's I mean, Aaron Glenn is your veteran at this point, honestly. Like I know he's a coach, mm-hmm. he's a defensive coordinator, but like pleasant, yeah. It, oh. Well, I think Aaron Glenn. Well, yeah, I think Aaron Glenn just with like how good of a player he was. I think he he deserves yeah. that respect. I think Glenn and Pleasant are your veterans right now in the DBs room. They're <laughs> players, <laughs> like these are true. But like I think they're your veterans right now. Yeah, your leader right now in the room is Dean Marlowe. We'll get into that later, but he's. He's, I think he's the oldest guy in the secondary room, the DB's room, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the oldest corner is Amani Aurorio, which is absolutely insane. He's only 25 years old, so he's the oldest corner on this active roster right now. So, so. yeah, we're going to see some mistakes with these guys, with all of the guys, all the young guys. But the thing is, how do they develop from that? How do they correct those mistakes? That's because when you have, whenever you have a young roster, you're going to see a ton of mistakes on the field. There's inexperience. Like, it's how they grow and develop from that. Growing pains. Yep. Rookie yeah. growing pains yeah. and yeah. young guys. I, I, 
I think what's interesting though is um like we always say like outside of quarterback and maybe even offensive tackle, cornerback's the hardest position to trans uh, translate to the NFL. And you yeah. got four guys who are essentially new to the NFL. Like Ifati Malafanu, brand new, AJ Parker, brand new. Um, Bobby Price, I mean, like I know he was with the NFL team, he was with the practice squad, but brand new basically to the NFL action, right? Um, Jerry yeah. Jacobs, brand new. And I think you can even make an argument. Jeff Okuda is still pretty brand new to all this as well. Yeah. So, like, I've yeah. had Ani Arorie, and even he, like, he's kind of, like, brand new to all this. But, like, you know, he's more groomed to this right now at this point. But you got five guys that are, you can make an argument, that, like, are just brand new to this right now. Yeah. And you're counting on, you're counting on them for some big-time play right now. You are. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um. I was I was a bit shocked they they put it. It's very them. exciting though. It's honestly when you on paper it looks tough, but when you think about it, the potential of this group and how they could grow together, it's really exciting. Okuda, Namani, and Parker. Yeah. Oh, those guys could be your starters for years to come. They're all like younger, like twenty five or younger, right? Yeah. So you imagine that, envision that for the next four or five years, those guys growing together and becoming good. That's exciting when you think about that. It is exciting. Um, I'm, I'm gonna just say this again. And I don't want – I mean, I, I think we should have a pass rush because of the way they look and they're, we're able to get after the quarterback in preseason. But if that pass rush is not there, oh, oh my Lord. Oh, that's going to be rough. It's going to be oh, really It's going to be there. It's going to oh be there. Oh, my God. It's going to be more there than I think what we've seen in the last couple of years. <laughs> no, the D-line is a strength of this team right now. I don't think we've ever said this. We've had this in a minute. Well, I mean – <laughs> from from preseason, from preseason, and I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to jump too much into it until I see it. Because I'm telling you, like even with negative, even if it's positive, I would still want to see it. They look good as far as scheming, getting up to the quarterback in the preseason. I just really hope that it translates to the regular season. And I hope they just could get after, put pressure on the quarterback. And I just hope they're able to do that. Cause shit, if not, gonna, these corners need him. If not, man, it's gonna be really bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you don't have you don't have a Darius Slay there anymore. We don't have like, we don't have a guy that could cover like that yeah. too long. I agree. And Je- Jeff Jeff is improving, but you can't you can't count on Jeff to cover these no, guys. I, that I mean, long. no one could cover that. Well, that. No no corner in the league could cover that long. Jaylen no, Davis, no, no, no. But I'm saying, no. you know, I, mean, I think I know what he's saying though. It's like that these guys. Like are gonna definitely need a pass rush because we, we need a strong we need a strong pass rush. Oh yeah, you're young, of course. The yeah, young corners need a young. young pass, yeah. yeah, we need a, we need a strong pass rush. Even the pass rush is young too. Yeah, but you got more veterans on there. You got some vets, yeah. You do like on your outside linebackers, you got Flowers, you got Romeo, like you got some even you know Charles Harris, do certain degrees of veteran now. It's like you got yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit different with this group. It's a mixture. The, the yeah. uh, a mixture. Uh, let me ask you a question. I know you got the concern about the wide receiver death. And the linebacker death, but how do you guys feel? How, are, are you guys concerned about the cornerback death? Because yeah. I'm I'm more scared about the cornerback death than any other position right now. So I'll say this: I want I'm going to use the same thing I just said about receivers early on in the episode. If we could look by the end of the season, and say, hey, we got a couple guys that I think we could build off, like Akuda, Amani, and Melifonwu, and Parker, whatever that may be, I'll be satisfied. I think I'm more confident in this group to have some more guys stand out than the receivers right now, but. It, the same narrative goes on with the corners and what I said about the receivers. If I could get, because they're so inexperienced and some young guys, but if I could have some guys step up and say, hey, I could look at these guys and say, hey, man, we could build around these guys. I want to see that this year with these corners and say, like, you know, A.J. Parker, hey, that, that could be my starting nickel corner going forward. Or Malafamu, like, hey, that could be a starting outside corner, 
or wherever you want to put him. So I just want to see some like development and growth with this group going on, for, you know, for the full year. I, I think that's going to be there as, as far as like a building blocks is what you're talking about. I think that's yeah. going to be there. Yeah, like I just want to see that growth. What I'm saying is like, can can they afford an injury compared I mean, to other positions? Like, like for, I know, like I remember you guys were saying, like, yeah, we if one of the linebackers get hurt, we're fucked. Which I I think will kind of be okay because he just injured Derek Barnes and just give him like a bigger role. But like, you now you're talking about the cornerback position. Just say, Jeff Okuda or Jerry Jacobs in there. If Jeff Okuda gets if Jeff Okuda gets hurt, are you putting in if you putting in uh probably iffy right now. You putting in iffy. I mean, not putting. And, I, and how do you, how confident do you feel like that as as him being a starter right now? Like, there's I, a lot of inexperience, is, bro. Isn't it that, like doesn't that like what that scares me more than our linebacker position or or even a wide receiver position? If you ask me, you know, honestly, like the team in general, like they, they're really really young at at like every position. You look at every position, there's a lot of young guys. Maybe tight end, that's it. But other than that, there is so many young guys in depth, like on the depth of this team. So they're gonna focus on developing. If a guy goes down, yeah, they're gonna play the young guy. They're gonna they're not gonna go out and sign a free agent to start. They want their guys to develop and grow. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want. They want to put them in there if there's an injury. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, wins and losses. I'm not trying to bring this loser mentality on the team right now, but wins and losses this year are just not as important as previous years. What are you talking about? <laughs> yo, yo. So this team reminds me, like Tyler brought it up the other day of the Pistons, right? It's the like Pistons a young Pistons. Like, you just want to see development. Like wins and losses, they'll come. They'll come. Like Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart last yeah. year. You had Killian Hayes. You got other guys step up like Frank Josh Jackson. Jackson. Like, like who the hell is Frank Jackson? Yeah, you know. Uh, Hami Diallo, right? If the Lions can like have their Hami Diallo's, Frank Jackson's, Josh Jackson's, like come out I of nowhere, develop players. Good. I think they're gonna get. Yeah. I think so, they have some young, unproven talent on man, that team that could, has potential for sure. That guy. I mean, yeah, but why can't they just be like my Knicks? I had zero expectation for my Knicks. Your Knicks had. Like, your next card is we had nobody. They, they, they brought a different approach, though. Like they brought a coach that was ready to win. They brought in a whole. Different we have a coach that's ready to win. <laughs> no, the Lions gave Dan Campbell a six-year <laughs> no, deal. When no, you look no, at no. That, Dan bro. Campbell. Dan Campbell's not here. Like you got a process here. Like it's with Thibodeau. Like they were trying to take the next step. It, it's different. I don't. I don't want to talk too much about the Knicks, but I, I, yeah. I'm telling. I'm gonna tell you now. I had zero going to that season. Going to last season, you guys. Were, you guys. Were, you guys saw me. What expectations did I have for that team? I know. You had nothing, but I'm saying... Nothing. Zero. Zip. Zero. We're like, you guys are like, look at... Oh, you picked up this guy in the the, free... I was like, man, whatever. It's different, though. Like, like what Campbell and Holmes are doing right now, this is the start of a rebuild. What the Knicks and Thibodeau were doing, they were trying to do something more than just get a rebuild going. Well, I mean, they had a breakout person. They had Julius Randle break out to become an all-star. Who's seen that? In basketball and football, it takes like in basketball it takes one or two guys that you could be a good team in basketball. In football, it's well, not. I yeah. was just making up the comparison like they're gonna lose, but they're gonna be fun to watch, kind of. Thing. That's what I think they are gonna be. I think they're gonna, they're be, gonna be, be fun. We're gonna lose, but be fun to watch, man. Dick Pitt. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Dude, they're young. If you come in and expect seven to like nine, ten wins or whatever, you gotta lower your expectations. This is the second youngest team in the NFL behind the Jets. When you lose with veterans, that's not fun. That's just uh, yeah, that's the show with Patricia and Stafford and all that, right? But when you have all these young guys and unproven guys, guys who are hungry, Jared Goff is hungry, Tyrell Williams is hungry. Um, Foster, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Lakuda is out to prove the haters wrong, right? Tracy Walker wants to bounce back. To Will Harris wants to finally like play good football. Right? When you look at all those factors, all these guys are hungry. The whole crew is hungry. 
Isn't that? It's not. But it's like what you said. They're hungry. Isn't like a setup for success? Not necessarily. You might just not be talented right now. Like I think the lines are. You're just not there. Who they thought we were? No, (laughs) it's not that. that. Like, like, (laughs) like maybe, like you want to see what you got, and then bring in veterans to fill in those missing holes. That's that's what the approach I think this year is. So the approach is this year to like develop your young talent, and like if you see a lot, like see growth and stuff. Maybe next year. You go out and stop spending top dollar. In twenty twenty three, you go out and start spending top yeah. dollar on top free agents. Whatever's missing at that point, like whoever's yeah. not enough. Like you saw what Washington did this year. They were weak at receiver. They were weak at corner. They go out. They sign Curtis Samuel. They go out and sign William Jackson. They draft Jamin Davis. Need a linebacker. Stuff like that, kind of. But right now, you're just taking guys who you think have high ceilings and see what you could do with them. Yeah. Okay. We got two more groups to talk about. We got safeties. This was a. Uh, no surprise at all. We've been saying this. Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Dean Marlowe, CJ Moore. Dean Marlowe was actually just released. So, Pierre, are, are we panicking? That's to say, that's the player I was talking about earlier with uh with Darren Fells. Marlowe would be will probably be back on the roster. Right now it's 12 a.m. So later in the day today. Yeah, technically. Yeah, we're we're recording at midnight right now. So, <laughs> okay, but yeah, Marlowe will be back with this group. Don't be don't be worried. Don't panic. Uh, don't I know I know some people panic. Don't panic. Okay. Don't panic. Just like right now, the initial special teams right now for the Lions was Jack Fox and Sky Daly. They didn't have a they didn't have a damn kicker. <laughs> yeah, but then, said both of you gotta go. But then they ended up bringing in Austin Cyber off waivers, former Cincinnati Bengal, but more importantly, former Cleveland Brown. Which, why well, I say more importantly, the guy who's in our front office, John Dorsey, uh, one of the big says in this Lions front office, actually drafted. Austin Cyber in the fifth round when he was the general manager in Cleveland. So he's bringing him back to Detroit to be the kicker now. Yep. So you got a familiar connection, connection there. And it looks like that's going to be your starting kicker. Not Randy Bullock, not Zane Gonzalez, not Matthew Wright. Austin Cyber is your starting kicker. Yeah. I have a question on this. What's up? I, I, I just thought about this just now as you brought it up. John Dorsey brought him in from Cleveland. Yeah. Wasn't he completely terrible in Cleveland? Not really. So he was in his first year, he was 25 of 29. And the second year, he was just 0 for 1. I think he got hurt or they released him. And then he went to Denver and he was 6 for 8. Or he went to Cincinnati, I'm sorry. And he was 6 for 8. So in his career, he's 31 for 38. So he wasn't necessarily bad. 81.6 percentage. That's actually like above average or pretty good in the NFL. 81.6. And and, and from what I was reading about him is that, um, he was having a solid camp, but they just drafted a guy that was just better. So yeah, I, I don't that, know. That, that, that was just, that was the reason why he he left Cincinnati. But that's interesting, man. I want to see more about him. I I want to know like like does he have like a big leg? Do you know anything like that? Like how we his didn't leg? see Jack Shady our kickers originally. So <laughs> he haven't. So in preseason, I was pissed, man, because the only thing I saw was a twenty yard uh, field goal. <laughs> Malcolm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if he has a big look or not, but we'll find out versus the Niners or versus we'll the Packers. We'll, we'll find out. You know, see me last. I mean, I mean, at least you know we have we do have a kicker in the practice squad. So if he doesn't work, we could just probably give him the boot and or bring could, in. Or you could you could always steal guys from different practice squads. Yeah. Or, right. There's always kickers available. I mean, you don't want to be in this predicament where you're yeah, just kickers. This, that's not good. No, you don't. Because yeah, kickers are really, really important. So you don't yeah. want to be in predict. So I'm hoping this guy works out. Yeah, so you guys hoping it's working out. Hopefully the plan cyber. Hopefully the plan is cyber. But you know, if he, you know, he's no lock by any means. Like if Prater has one bad week, the lines, like you know, he's going to be safe. But 
if Austin Cyber has a couple bad weeks. Shit. <laughs> you're out. Let, you're done. Let me actually, I mean, he's only entering his third year in the NFL, so he's pretty young. Like, a realistic expectation. Like, do you think, like, he will last as far as if our he kicker? plays how he played in his rookie year with the Browns, yes. 25 okay. of 29, yeah. Potential. I think he's a potential to last. I'm not going to say yes or no he's going to last, but, you know, I'm not – I'm not, you know, connected or locked in with Cyber. Like, if he's bad, you're done. But yeah, if you could show up. me some. If you could show me some, you know, you could be a consistent kicker for my team. Okay, we'll give you a chance. Maybe we'll give Maybe you a chance. guy. Hopefully, he's Just like Jack Fox. Exactly last year with the punt situation, like Jack Fox. Like, okay, you won the battle to camp with Aaron Sipos, but show me what you could do. Jack Fox made everyone shut the hell up and said, here, this is what I could do. Yo, yeah, <laughs> so, I don't even know that got that was Like, the Lions kept saying it was close or whatever. I was like, there's no way this is close. Jack Fox destroyed him. Yeah, they, they, said, that, they, said, it was, they said it was close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, I if, if you watch the regular season, it's like, how, how was it close? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron is not on a team. If it was close, Aaron Sipas should be on a team right now. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. But and Cyber could also punt as well. So that's like, yeah, if, another if, thing. If Jackie Poo goes down, so uh, <laughs> don't uh, say that. Knock on wood, man. <laughs> Jackie Poo. <laughs> you see this video of him kicking field goals? Oh <laughs> yeah, my god! Like, let's like let's hope that that doesn't happen. Here's a. <laughs> It was consistent. He just he was consistent on, on uh what was he going right or left? I don't remember, but <laughs> right. he was going consistent. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean he that no power to him, man. That that coolest to him for even at least showing that I would have had that shit buried. Nobody would see that shit. So yeah. <laughs> I would take that shit to the grave with me. You know, no <laughs> what field goal that you miss no field goal. Crazy. All right. So right now, just to get a quick recap, the Lions roster is at 51 right now, and it will be 50. It'll be at 53 by the time you're it's maybe 50, listening to this. It's actually at 53 right now. How? Marlow and Fels. Yeah, but they brung in to replace those guys. Oh, they brung in Hodge and Cyber. Hey, hey, right, right. I, I just always assume people don't count against the roster. You're right. It is at 53 right now. Technically 51 because Hand and Boyle will be on IR, but that just means Boyle. Or that that means. Bells and Marlowe just step in for that spot. We're gonna see if there's any other, you know, more unexpected moves because Boyle and Marlow or Boyle and Hand are the consensus guys going on IR. We're gonna see because the Lions practice squad, you're allowed to have 16 guys. There is some outside noise that they signed three guys from outside organizations. They aren't official, yeah. Yeah, they aren't official. So they got 15 guarantee right now, which would open up one guy from a different organization, but you have two guys, so it makes you think, is there going to be more IR news or are they going to release some guys off the practice squad and bring these guys from outside organizations? We'll see tomorrow. That's going to be more to be answered. So, Should we go over the practice squad? I literally have it right here in front of me. Yeah, go ahead and name them, man. So the first signing they actually announced well, the, hold up. Was hold up. Okay. Who, who, who was the first signing? Who was the first sign? Yo, I joked on Twitter and I was like, I know Tyler's doing backflips right now. There was number, no joking around. Number 61. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, Miles Brown, and then the rest, I don't know if they're in order or not, but I have them here. Steven Montez, <laughs> Sage Surratt, Nickel Roby Coleman. So I made a mistake. I said Dean Marlowe was the oldest in the DB's room. Technically, Nickel Roby Coleman is the oldest in the DB's room. He's on the practice squad, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's promoted on week one and then like then they sign him so his contract isn't guaranteed, basically. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the roster. Dave Burkett mentioned that, so... 
Uh, you got Tavante Beckett, who Campbell loves. He said, like, if they could develop him this year on the practice squad, they could see him contributing possibly next year. Craig Reynolds, the favorite running back of the fans. Netflix. Fan favorite. Yep, Netflix. Rashad Berry. They basically re- replaced Rashad Berry and Tavai. So Rashad Berry's with the Patriots. Tavai was with us. Detroit signed Rashad Berry like a few weeks ago. So they basically like replaced him. Think about that. Sort of. Uh, Jalen Elliott, really good on special teams. Maybe they're working on developing his defense on the practice squad. Kicker, Zane Gonzalez, we talked about. And defense tackle, Bruce Hector. Um, he would have made the Lions roster in previous years. Now they're talented. He didn't make it. So I'm glad uh, they kept him around, though. Yeah, me too. Guard Tommy Kramer, he showed some potential like later. Yep. Uh, Elise Mack. Well, I was here, Javon McKinley. Now, I could see McKinley kind of being like a Trinity kid. Like, he'll be on practice squad a year or two, and maybe he could go Steps off. Up. That'd be cool. Yeah. I was high McKinley when he came out. Uh, running back Dedrick Mills, he actually had a good camp, too, but just the depth that running back was deep. Brock Wright showed up a little on that last game. Darren Paolo improved as the year went on. Stop. As the year went on. I'm sorry. Like, he was solid. He was solid. He was solid. As the preseason went on. Um... Then you have, um, uh, what do you call it, Shane Zilstra. He's the one who's not officially signed. Jesse Lamania, he's the defensive end from the Chargers. So Samantha Lynn, familiarity right there. He's also not officially signed. So the three official not signed are Zilstra, Montez, and Lamania. Or Lamanier. I don't want to say his name. Yeah. So, so they're going to have to free up some spots somehow. Two spots. On the yeah. practice squad, and if then that's promoting some guys with via IR spots. We'll see. Yeah, so they could release some guys off the practice squad as well. So, Good. yep. So we'll see. Yeah, because the Lions only have 15 official guys, which obviously there was technically an open spot right now, but they get yeah. to their guys. So two guys like right now. That's to make room for two guys, basically. We'll yeah, because Montez, you could just say steps into that 16th spot, and then they have to make spots for the other two guys. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the Lions release of that promote guys from the practice squad or if they release guys from their practice squad. I feel like it's good. I feel like it might be some more lingering injuries that we just weren't too concerned about that could be be being placed on IR when that opens up tomorrow. So I would say some names to I don't don't want to speculate too much, but maybe some names to throw out there just to keep an eye out for maybe like a Terrell Williams. We'll see after that because Logan Stenberg maybe Stenberg maybe I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah, I don't want to speculate on injuries. But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be completely shocked if that's what happens. You promote some guys within the practice squad and you place some right. of your your guys on your fifty three right now in IR. Which, if you do it now, it's short term IR. They could return after three weeks. Yeah. So now, let me ask you. Let me ask you a quick question that? regarding the practice squad. Craig Reynolds, you know, he had a pretty nice preseason. Were you yeah. guys shocked that we were able to get him back, or did you guys like expect like all right? I expect to get back on. I thought he could have gotten claimed. To be honest, like the Rams are kind of like short at running back. I thought maybe they'd claim him. That's possible. He clears. I, I didn't think nice he was. Hat. I honestly didn't, didn't think he was going to come back. Cause I thought he put enough to you know for tape that you know with that preseason to for a team to you know take a look at him. But I guess. Oh not. yeah, we forgot to mention this, but Mike Ford did get claimed by the um by the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. Yep. Yep. So. He's going to provide special teams value and corner depth for them. They are loaded at the secondary position. They're also dealing with injuries as well. So, oh, the secondary. So I read. 
But no, man, I wish Mike Ford good luck. He was he was a solid player. You're great on special teams. Like when you needed him to play corner, he was like serviceable. I'll say mm-hmm. that. He he was, man. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I guess he just wasn't one of the best guys, as Dan Campbell would say. I think what they did is like, yo, luck. Like Mike Ford's on a one year deal, right? He's gonna be a free agent next year. We'll bring him back, probably not. So let's give Jerry Jacobs a chance. Let's give Bobby Price a chance. Let's give Ifatu Malafanu his development. He'll play more. I think that's what they thought like when they were doing Because you look at the roster, most of these guys are young. We're the second youngest roster in the league. Uh, and the Jets, very, the Jets very, are rebuilding very, as well. Very, so. young. very young. Very, 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 very young. Let me, yeah. actually, let, me, let me just throw another question out there really quickly. This defense, do you feel like it's an upgrade from last year's defense? I'm not going to ask about the offense because I already know that we took a major hit offensively. Yeah. But the defense, do you feel like this is a major upgrade compared to last year? Yes. I think they're going to be like in that maybe like 16 to 20 range versus being like in that 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 range. Oh, praise them. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's, if they do that, I'll be so happy. That's if I, they stay healthier. I just, I just don't think it could get worse than historically worse defense. And that defense last year was <laughs> hit to full. With a defensive like, guru. I haven't seen a quarterback had that much time in the pocket. Like the, the amount of time like the amount of time he had in that pocket was ridiculous. And these were bad quarterbacks, man. It was like PJ uh PJ PJ um PJ Tucker is it Tucker? No, that's basketball. PJ Walker. PJ Walker. PJ Tucker. <laughs> Like Mitch Trubisky, like Mitch Trubisky. Tucker got his ring this year, though. Shout he out sure did. Play. He sure did. He went to Miami. Went to Malcolm's. Uh, oh, I was so. I think the, the the um that Panthers game with PJ PJ Walker. That's it. Is Walker right? Yeah, Walker. Yeah, yeah. That game disappointed the hell out of me. I was like, seriously. So believe it or not, right now he's viewed as the best backup in the league, or one of the top backups in the league. Him he and is? Gardner Minshew. Yeah, him and Gardner Minshew. You know, he he had a, he was in the XFL, right? Was it the XFL? He yep. was in. Yep. He, was, he was solid. He was okay he was in the XFL. He was like the MVP. Yeah, he was the yeah. MVP. I didn't, I wasn't sure he was going to translate to the NFL like that, but wow. I mean, good kudos to him. Yeah, the offense coordinator down there, Joe Brady. He's, just, he's good with QBs. I Joe our, Burrow. I remember our episode uh, previewing that Carolina Panthers game, man. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to go back to that. I just don't think you can get historically worse than that. I just think Patricia's game plan was awful in that game. Yeah. Not just that game, but yeah. Like, that, that, <laughs> it wasn't just that game. It wasn't just that game, but I yes. mean, every game was pretty much let's go run the ball and then, uh, and then we'll pass it. What? Like, that's that. I mean, that's positive, man. Our defense is going to be way better. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that same mess no more. It's just like, it was so hard to watch, man. You know, it's just like when you get like, when you're that bad, you like anything's going to be better. But like, what I hope is going to be like, when we say better, like, I hope it's actually like, better in the nfl standards not just better from yeah. last year because like yeah, when you say uh, better from last year like that that's nothing who cares that's still bad that's still yeah. bad <laughs> i want I, I want to see like a better defense in general not just better from last year you know i think their trenches bro like the pass rush we saw a lot of flashes in the preseason even in training camp you got romeo acquire who's actually going to a staff that actually probably toward like wants a pass rush I feel like that's going to take Okwara's game to the next level. Like, remember how Glover Quinn said they taught him to, like, look for the run before playing the pass? Yeah, yep. 
<laughs> we literally had Glover Quinn tell him what Patricia taught them in practice. And Glover Quinn basically said that didn't make no sense to him. So now we're going to our attacking scheme. You get after the quarterback. You don't think as much. You just go after the quarterback to your job. It's going to be easier on the linebackers and easier on the D-line as well. I think overall what they're building, it's going to be an overall better product, not just from the previous regime, just overall better product in the NFL. But I think yeah. this year could be more growing pains because we just mentioned that it's a young DB's room. You know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I mean, even though, yeah. yeah. Like, I still think it could be, like, one of the bottom defenses in the NFL, like, maybe in that 20 ranges, whatever. Like, that's not that's not it's surprising. It's possible. That's, and it's not a knock on it because no, the depth it's on it's not great. Like, we mentioned the linebackers, the corners. But I think overall their plan and what they're building, it's going to be good. But right now, year one, you still got a lot of more pieces to go. So... I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed if it's not the best unit out there or if it's not even a great unit out there this year. But if we see some progression, you know, just overall and they, they look like they could show some talent going forward, then I think, you know, that's something to be happy about going forward. Bro, the, what I like is they built from the inside out. Yeah. Like with their draft, basically. You took yeah. Panay, you took Levi, you took Aleem McNeil. Yep. Then you took Barnes, like, in the middle. You took... Uh, you fought to before that, right? Yeah, that so they cool. focus their first three picks. We're all in the trenches. Yep, that's how you do it. That's only, how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Only, only, a, only a pencil head would have did that. Like, if you would have realized, that's how you build a team. But and and Brad Holmes is going to have a lot of toys to mess around with next year because he's got a lot of picks next year. So Oof. it's going to be interesting to see. And how I'll say this: the Rams are not scared to trade those picks away. Like Brad Holmes is already the Lions. Right now. Brad Holmes doesn't value draft picks as much as the previous regime did. If they think they can get a player, a really good player for their picks, they love that player. They're going to get that player. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with it. We saw that. Like, then we see that when they trade. Then they trade up for Jared Goff. Or am they I trade up? They traded up for Jared Goff. Yeah. They traded up for Jared they Goff. A lot. It wasn't. They really traded for Stafford. Uh, they traded. They traded for uh, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, They've made other trades too, right? I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. they're aggressive. They're an aggressive team. So, well, and it's worked. It's worked for them. Well, it well, it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, you, we got we we, we, we shall see. You have to wait after the Super Bowl for that to yeah. win. No, no. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is like they've like they haven't been in the bottom league. They're always like one of the best teams. Oh yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Recently, they're, yeah. they're a good team. But, they went to the Super Bowl like a few years ago. So they, if they don't win the Super Bowl by the end of like this whole thing, and by like this whole window they're building right now, they'll probably then, be like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> but they still like winning football games. Like it's impressive what they've done so far. So they, they got a window right now, but they could be looking at a long rebuild as well for how oh, yeah. for how much they invested. But it gave them a good, you know, it gave them a good share of football. And if if you end up winning, I think it's worth it. So, so what was your what was your guys' overall thoughts on this roster right now? This is fifty three. It's it's not great, but you know, it's just all about development this year. Like I'm not concerned about wins and losses. Like the lines are not going to piss me off this year unless I see something like obvious, like that. It has to piss me off. But like I, I don't think I'm going to be pissed off this year. It has to be like a pencil head move. It's got to be like something where like players just don't like bought in and they just look like they're giving up. Like if it ever gets to that point. We'll have different topics at this point. But at this point, <laughs> I just want to see guys fight. And I think that's what they're going to be. They're going to be a chippy team that's going to be fighting every week. It might not result in wins every week. But just a team that's going to be competitive, be chippy. That's all I want. What, what, what's, your, what's, what's your thoughts on this roster, Pierre? Um, Final 53. 
they're young. I don't think they really have like a superstar or like by superstar I don't mean like the trenches. I mean like like on like a wide receiver or like a like corner. Like they don't really have a difference maker. Maybe I think the only guy is Hawkinson. Yeah. Maybe Hawkinson is your only difference maker. Some guys like, on the offensive line, like yeah, and potentially right like Jeff Okuda, maybe right. Maybe. Well, you can't say that right now. I think you can't say only, that now. The yeah. only guys you got right now are Ragdown and Hawkinson. And maybe Swift. I think Swift has shown ability. Not superstar, but. Teams are gonna like circle him when we play him to game plan yeah. like for him. So after that, man, it's like you have a lot of young, unproven things, and that's why I think this year is gonna be brutal. But like Tyler said, it's not about wins and losses; it's about development. It's about okay, if a guy gets beat first play, hopefully the second or third play or the next week or so he corrects that and doesn't get beat. It's about learning from your mistakes. If you miss a tackle first few games, hopefully the next like five or six games you're tackling guys. That's what I want to see. I want to see development. If you're getting beat, like Sewell's getting beat the first five, six games, okay, how you look the next, like, weeks, the next, like, towards the end of the year. I want to see, like, development across the year. It doesn't have to be, like, crazy. It could be slow development. I just want to see it. We saw in the preseason, too. We saw Paolo and Skipper struggle really bad. And then they were, like, they were getting better as the preseason went on. Paolo. (laughs) You know know what I'm doing right now? That That Oprah gift. No, <laughs> oh, like this? I mean, it's like Tyler's like, like it's true, bro. Like you saw development as the preseason went on. You really did. I'll I'll give you Skipper. I'll See, Dan Skipper, he, he, Dan Skipper I'll, definitely bounced back because that first game was. Oh, it was I'll leave. I'll awful. leave it. At, I'll leave it at Dan Skipper. That first game was awful. I mean, even then. Tim Boyle, right? Like Tim Boyle, like struggled really bad the last game. He actually like he played a long drive with like a broken finger or whatever. What's wrong with this? I don't know what's wrong with this. Yeah. So like. And he balled out. Like he looked, I wouldn't say balled out, but he looked he looked better. So even David Blau, he looked better too, other than that pick. So you see improvement as the preseason went on. Hopefully you see that it's going to the season as well. Tim Boyle, I mean, Tim Boyle, to be honest, man, he didn't look I mean, he all right. If you're judging by like what he did it, it, this first couple of games, it was bad. If you're just judging like what he did, but I don't think he had the time to do what he wanted to do. Because, like, the first game, you watch the first game, he was getting killed. Yeah. That that old line did him no justice. Like, I'm surprised. Sur- sur- the second game, he was just terrible, though. The second game, he, like, if you look, yeah, he, he was off on some of his throws. But, again, like, that was a game when Sewell was getting beat by, wait, is, is that the second game he was getting beat by, um? Rousseau. No, he was, right? he, they, they they played the um the Steelers and he was see, he was seeing was like, oh, yeah, Melvin Ingram Melvin Ingram, so he yeah. was he was getting he was getting crushed by like Melvin Ingram was just you call a hike and he was in the backfield yeah so it, it was it was it was tough it was tough he didn't have a lot of time, um in the third game I guess he had he he was playing against more of the second a mixture of the second and third team and. His, he started and he had more time in the pocket, so yeah. he 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 looked better that game. So I I still don't know what to think of Tim Boyle. Oh, he's out for a still, while. Anyway, he's out he's but, out for a while anyway. But like judging those three preseason games, I still don't know what to expect from him. I mean, he's yeah. here on a one year deal, so it's not like he's here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. so yeah, I just want to see improvement. Like I just mentioned, like a few players. I want to see those guys. Like, even Okuda, he got beat one play. Next play, he's locking down uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, right? You want to see that. Like, bounce back. Don't don't look back on your mistakes. Forget about your mistakes because that's how football is. 
If you think about your mistakes when you play, you're going to make more mistakes. You have to forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that a wrap, guys? Yeah, it's yeah. a wrap, I think. That is yeah. a wrap, man. All right. Uh, that was uh, that was a fun episode, boys. We're all the way into 12.23 a.m. right now. That's a grinder right there. That's a grinded out episode. But we do it for you boys. We enjoy it. So no complaints at all from us. At least no complaints from me. I don't know if you guys complain. You might, might put yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we love our listeners, man. Yeah. We'll provide you guys the best content. We try at least. Yeah, it's fun, man. We just love talking football. We like to, I like to call it like a barbershop talk. Like more insightful barbershop talk. Like, you know, sometimes you hear some bullshit shit in the barbershop. We'll, hey, we'll spill some bullshit on that. I'm not going to lie, but... We're, we're like barbershop talk. We're more insightful, I would just say. Like, right. we're, like, like, we're like a cracked out barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I saw right. about space one time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to that out. <laughs> no, actually, no, no, no. That's, that's the email. It's all good. Oh, you made that funny face. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, like I'm cutting I'm I'm yeah. his ass from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like it's just fun, man. You know, just talking football, going back and forth. Like, how many people could you talk about like the inside and out with the Lions roster? Like, like how many people could you talk about AJ Parker with or Jerry Jacobs with? Like, you, you can't just talk with them about that many players with like your just your friends. Like, they're like, who the fuck yeah. is Jerry Jacobs? <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do it at all. I live you in South Florida. It. I live in South Florida, so if I talk about AJ, nope. pa- you can't do it in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't even. I can only bring up a, a certain amount of players with people in, down here. Yeah. Everybody else, they have no idea who they are. Like, okay, like not even like a, a like a guy like that, like Derek Barnes. You can't even mention Derek Barnes to like a casual fan. You know, it's just like like who? Yeah, what? it's just it's like I I enjoy it. like we get to just talk football. We talk about all the inside out. We're talking about practice squad players. Like, I love it, man. I I, I love it. But hope you guys all love it as much as we do, and hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. And if you guys do, you know, it's a perfect time just to ask for a nice little quick five-star review. You know, it's never a bad time to ask for a five-star review. So if you guys enjoy it, it always helps out much, you know, if you could leave a five-star review. But with that, I'm out, guys. And we might be back soon because this Lions roster ain't done yet. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.